and welcome to episode, I don't even know, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever the Friday edition of Ripping the Rack podcast. I am your co-host, Tim. With me today, as usual, is my co-host, Brian. Happy Brian. Friday, everyone. Hope you are in, looking forward to a good weekend and the snow has not gotten you down. Can I just go on record as saying... It's fucking cold. Oh my god, thank you. It is... It's, so... Dude, I wore pants to bowling tonight. I bowled in jeans. So, I had... Yesterday, uh, four site visits. I, uh, for those of you that don't know, I do outside sales uh, for. And he means roof, outside. <laughs> for 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 a roofing company, um, which you know means that the majority of my job is spent outdoors, measuring pictures and doing all that stuff. Um, I had four site visits yesterday on the freaking water in Stonington, Deer Isle, and. Oh my God! You had cold hands, didn't you? So I, I, I mean, I'm smart enough to wear long johns and, of course, you know, jeans and sweatshirt. And I've got a great <laughs> Columbia jacket that's warm as hell. Um, my hands were so cold, <laughs> but crazy. but today my hands got ice cold in the first five minutes. I had one site visit today. That's it, just one. And on it was a cold on MDI. I got there. It was nine degrees, Oof. and it was just below. I'm guessing right around zero with it with a little bit of a wind chill. It was a little breezy, not too bad. But I got I got out of the. There were two buildings on this site, very small, nothing, you know, right. nothing miraculous, huge. Uh, first building I did took me less than 15 minutes to get all the pictures I needed in the measurements. No one was home. So it was easy. I, it, it, it was just in and out go, uh, kind of like my, what used to be, we won't say it anyway, <laughs> in and out, get it done. anyway, um, I literally could not feel my hands five minutes into doing this measure. I'm on a ladder on a you know aluminum ladder so it's really oh, yeah. cold i'm not i'm not climbing on the roof but i've got to climb up there to, to to visually inspect a couple of things and it was so damn cold so i get done that building i put the ladder back on back on my back on my van and i backed <laughs> the van oh no you have no idea how much i had the truck i had a truck i traded it in for it's one of those uh dodge like transit type vans those things are phenomenal for this i've got so much room for activities <laughs> so much room for activities. Uh, yeah but now you like when you drive by kids it's weird because you're like well candy well it doesn't you say actually have it, a van it doesn't say it's not that type of van and it doesn't I'll tell say, you what if, if you know take the 50 50 shot if you're a big dude like me take that 50 50 shot that there's candy in that van i mean <laughs> what's the worst that's gonna happen you're a big so, guy <laughs> so i i ended up i backed the i backed the van down the driveway to get to the second building and finally i said you know what i left the van running i got out i did one side of the measure walked back opened up the door put my hands in front of the heater went back did the did the rake area and everything else went back put my hands in front of the heater yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh, so cold oh so cold 
it was it's it's this and then of course you're gonna throw you know for up here it's not bad what they say like three to six four to eight something like that yeah it's not like but big fluffy snow like easy yeah. maybe, maybe the wind blows away half of it e- easy easy shoveling easy whatever but pretty you know okay fine i like See, snow. I, I, i'm okay with that snow for christmas i'm I, fine with snow for christmas i like snow once a year and that's for christmas after that, I want it to melt, and I want it to be 75 to 80. To play golf. To play golf. Anyway, so, happy Friday. It is happy, a wondrous Friday. Happy, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, let's talk a couple of things, um, just to give everyone the agenda for this week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Red Sox. Um, it's that time a, of year again. It, it is. Um I mean, it's not as crazy time. Normally, I love uh, hot stove. Hot stove. I yeah, love. It. I'm, a, I'm a hot stove guy. Uh, I understand why it's not so crazy right now. Are they doing the winter meetings? Uh, not or virtually. I think it's virtually. Mm. Um, plus the fact that they still don't know what they're doing come February. They don't know if they're delaying it. Bubble. They don't know if- bubbles. They don't know. They, they have bubbles. They bubbles. I, the, the the NBA proved it, and the NHL proved it last year. Well, bubbles the ML were. the MLB proved that they could play the way they do in travel, and and still then deal with it. it wasn't as bad as it is now. Well, yeah, but you're also talking they're not playing for another three months. So yeah, let's see what happens. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit of Red Sox. We're going to talk a little bit of Celtics because preseason started for them. First regular season game is next week. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit of Celtics, which I know Brian's not a huge NBA guy, so that'll probably shock her. I, I, I like the basketball. Shocker. It'll be Tim talking. I like basketball. I'm just not into it as much as I used to be. No, I know. And that's, o- and that's okay, because you're going to carry the back half of this program. Which is about Christmas movies. We're going to talk Christmas movies, folks. Uh, Hi, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? <laughs> By the way, I almost, I came that close to buying the Buddy the Elf costume at oh, at at, at, uh, at Kohl's last weekend. You should have. You could have been uh, Buddy the Elf. I, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I couldn't spend the fifty bucks on it. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't. At twenty five, that's a bargain. If it was if it, it. was forty nine, I would have done it. Forty nine nine nine. Forty nine ninety nine. But anyway, so let's talk Red Sox real quick. Uh, so on on one hand, I, it's been an extremely quiet offseason, um, which it I understand. Me with pitching. Well, it, it, it does. Um, I understand why it's quiet, because frankly, they don't know what's happening next year. Or who can play. Or who can play. Um, you know, I... I Personally, I like the signing that they just had, Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a big righty, right? Plays he's outfield. a he's a big righty, plays the outfield. Um, he's, he's not from the, the Massachusetts area too, right? I don't, I don't remember. Um, oh. But I like the fact that he's he's an AL East guy. Um, played for Tampa the last two years, three years, something like that. Yeah, knows the division, knows the pitching. Nope. Knows the division, knows the pitching. 
Um, he is not going to get you 280 to 300. That's not him. Um, he's going to get you 230 to 250, but he's going to get you 25 home runs because he's he's a right-handed home run hitter at Fenway Park. Yep. I like and he it. Can, hopefully he uses that big wall and yeah, and gets him a whole bunch of hits. I'm, I'm not sure... I'm not sure I like him as an everyday position player. No, um, but he, he's probably a good DH compliment to Bradley or somebody out there well, in the outfield. Give him a day. Bradley's still unsigned. Um, the Red Sox are not the primary destination, I guess. They're not the uh, – uh, of course, he's a Scott Boris client. So, so he's going to end up in Boston, and we're going to pay a little too much for him. But I – Look, I I am a Bradley fan. Um, and Would I'll you tell overpay you, to keep him? No, and I'll tell you why. Because right now in in Major League Baseball, your outfielders that can get you two fifty to two seventy five and get you twenty home runs are I'm not going to say a dime a dozen, but they're That's a dime a dozen. There's a lot of them, and we hope Ben Attendee has a bounce back season. Speaking of guys like that. You, you've got him in left field. You hope he has a bounce-back season. I love Verdugo. I think he is a great fit. Um, no, he's not Mookie Betts. I'm not saying he's Mookie Nobody Betts. Nobody is. Nobody is. Mookie Betts is my favorite player in the Major League Baseball system right now. Um, quickly, you know, one of my top five of all time that I just love to watch. I love his enthusiasm for the game. He reminds me a lot of Griffey when Griffey was Oh, God, he's just so fun. Um, and he's got all the tools to be an incredible player for a long time. Yeah, he's an incredible athlete. I yep. watch this ESPN thing. He's just playing basketball, draining shots, running routes, catching footballs. You know, he he's an athlete. Um, I think Xander Bogarts is arguably the best shortstop in baseball when he wants to be. Xander Bogarts is... is an incredible shortstop. Um, when and he, he wants is, to be. <laughs> no, not even when he wants to be. I think he's, I think he's, you know, I don't look at last year for anyone because it was only 60 games. They played no fans. I mean, it just, it was an odd season. Um, I, I, I like Xander. I like Devers. Um, the, the one thing the Red Sox missed desperately is, is great starting pitching. Um, and that big power bat in the corner. We don't have a corner infielder that can hit with power anymore. Dever, I mean, Dever's going to get. Well, what do you? Yeah, are you, but are I, you looking for no, uh, like 30, 30 35. Plus? Yeah, I mean, He's, could Devers be that over a full season? I think he could be close to that. I'd like to think so. You know, I, I, I just, I, I'd like you, I, I'd I, like but I don't know if anybody on this Red Sox team hits over thirty-five home runs this year. In a full 162 game season, if they play 162 games, um, maybe Ben Intendi if he gets no, going. No, no, no. He's a, you know, he reminds me an awful lot of is uh, Mike Greenwell. <laughs> WTP? I love power. I love Greenwell. Oh yeah, Gator was but, great. But he's only going to get you 15 home, 15 to 18 home runs. On a good year. And that to me is Ben Attendee. I think everybody's expected him to be a 25 to 
30 home run a year guy and that's not well everybody expected him to be dwight evans and he just doesn't have that much pop no and that's he's got the know, rest of it he's got the arm he's got the glove he's a, to me he's a great left fielder he knows how to play the wall um i think the guy that has the most upside to maybe get you 30 to 35 home runs is verdugo um yeah a full season a full season at fenway um a full season in the AL East playing in Baltimore, playing in some of the, you know, New York. He's a left-handed hitter. Um, you know, again, not to say that he's going to hit 10 home runs in New York right. City. But the fact is, is that is a left-handed hitter's dream with a short and court. It's going to be a lot field. easier to hit with fan restrictions and noise and I picking so. up the ball. and I, I think so. Um so you know we'll 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 see. I, I like I said, I'm I don't believe the Red Sox are a contending team this coming year, um, and I'm okay with that. I, I truly am, as long as they keep putting a product out there and building on what they have. Um, and I think I that's think they why have I, to, yeah, they have to have a good five year plan going forward. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm okay. I that I I can deal with. Look, we've had a lot of success with the Red Sox over the last. 20 what? years, 20 years, um, five world series, four world series, something, something like that. Um, when I went a lifetime without, without witnessing one, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't want to see them be a last place team. I've, I've seen that recently when they went last place, win the world series, last place. What was that? I don't like the Florida Marlins. Yeah. That's the Florida no. Marlins. System. I love Heim Bloom. I think he is a great GM. Look at what he did in Tampa with the limited resources. resources. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they arguably have one of the top um, minor league systems that Bloom built or helped build. And that's what the Red Sox need. They need to rebuild that minor league system while paying for major league talent at the major league level. Yeah. Again, this is Boston. This is not Tampa. You can't get away with too many losing seasons. We need pitching. Yes. Pitching. Yeah. I uh again I I, I could talk Red Sox for hours and hours and hours and, and mm-hmm. so so we're gonna move on. Um we'll 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 get to uh we'll we'll get to the Red Sox, maybe after the new year, um, maybe we'll do a, just a Red Sox, a Friday Red Sox edition type thing. Um, yep. we haven't talked, but next Friday is Christmas. So I am assuming that we are not going to have a Friday edition of ripping the rack. We will not Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Um, but I can't believe Christmas is next Friday. That's maybe, terrifying. maybe we still That's have terrifying. Well, maybe we still have a Friday edition, but it comes out on Saturday morning or it comes out Thursday morning or something. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, Let's touch on Celtics real briefly. Um, What's your take on the Celtics, buddy? I like Tatum. (laughs) I like Tatum. I like Brown. Um, I think this is a season that Brad Stevens needs to take them to the next level. They need to go to the finals this year. Jesus, it's time. Really? You, you yeah. really, you really think they're better than? 
call it uh, Milwaukee, who, by the way, congratulations, like... congratulations to Antetokounmpo. A five-year, $228 million deal to stay in Milwaukee. And I got to be honest, I love it. I, I, I honestly really, really love it. I mean, the money is the money. But I love the fact that a small market team is capable and willing to pay for the talent and keep him in Milwaukee. With no one around him. Oh, they, there's talent there. There, there. there is definite talent. But anyway, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get on the NBA at another time. But I wanted to bring up the Celtics uh, because preseason just started. The first regular season game is next week for them. And uh, I, I was really, really excited to watch uh, Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Naismith Nesmith, Naismith, however you want to pronounce it. A.A. Ron. Um, yeah, A.A. Ron. The two rookies, the two big kind of rookies that uh, that they have for this coming year. Um, you know, Pritchard's a smaller guard. Naismith is a shooter. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed. Again, I, I don't take much in preseason because it's preseason and they're trying out things. Peyton Pritchard played like a man last night in his first game. And it got me thinking. I'm like, God, he's he's playing like he's playing like a veteran. Until it hit me that this is a product of four years of high college basketball. Instead of these one year, like a Zion went one year. Mm-hmm. But Zion is a man. Zion is Zion. I'm not saying it. What I'm saying is he spent one year at a top college and then went pro. He is still not 21 years old. Right. Okay. He's still growing. He's still growing. Peyton Pritchard is 22 as a rookie. And I think that's going to help him tremendously. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be bigger than the other rookies and the other young guys. He's going to know how to play more structured basketball than... Let's face it, Duke tries to run structured basketball, but when you got guys yeah. that jump through the ceiling, yeah. why just run motion? I look, we we know I, I I know you're a Duke fan. We know I'm a Duke fan. Um Duke they they bought into Shashevsky has bought into the one and dones. And I hate it. Drives me nuts, but it is what it is. And I hope that with the new NBA, uh, I, I want to say it starts next year, the new G League thing where you can come out of high school. Yeah, and play two years of G League. Play two years of G League. That, I'm hoping, will free up these colleges to go less one and dones, and now all of a sudden you get guys staying for two, three, even all four years. Yeah. Which, to me, makes it more exciting because – you take the Duke North Carolina rivalry and now you're playing for three years like this. To me, it makes it more exciting. It's a better product. And it's, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I loved watching Pritchard play again. He's not a big guy. He's only six one. Um, Naismith impressed me as well. I think he's going to really score some playing time. Um, 
they're Celtics are an interesting team. I don't know as if they truly have enough to put them over the edge. Um, I like Tristan Thompson at center, but he's still Tristan Thompson's only six nine six ten. Um, I really was hoping that they would go out and get, and they still might have to trade deadline, get a big guy who can clog up the middle, a defensive stopper, a rim protector, um, you know. But what maybe do I know? Get Ken, maybe they can get Kendrick Perkins to come back out of retirement. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins is great clogging up the middle. Oh my god, Kendrick! I love Kendrick Perkins on the Celtics broadcast. Oh my god, it's so good. I it's love. So good. Oh my, he is he's such a homer. He is such a it's, and he and no one has ever committed a foul ever. Well, that was Tommy Tom Heinsohn. I mean, Tommy was. Well, no, Kendrick Perkins when he played, like he oh, could no. stab someone and been like, "Oh no, I didn't touch him." What are you talking oh, no. about? What are you talking? I didn't. No, no, no. So again, I I am excited. You know, I'm looking at the roster for the Celtics, and and you know, it's funny when you look at this and you got. I'm going to just give the ages here: 24, 22, 25, 27, 27. <laughs> 21, 21, 26, 22, 26, 22, 29, 28, 30, 32, 22, 22, and 23. Fuck, I'm old. And I'm like, my everybody, everybody on that team's younger than me. And you look at these, well, I, I mean, you you look at these guys, and here are your old guys, meaning what I would in the old and NBA terms, you're 28, call it your 28 and over. Um, is Jeff Teague at 32, which, by the way, great pickup. I think he was a great signing. Uh, Daniel Tice at 28, Tristan Thompson 29, and Kemba is 30. And Kemba plays like he's 26. When he's not injured. Well, he's old. Speaking of, Speaking of injuries... Hey, congratulations, Charlotte Hornets, on picking up uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, Overrated piece of garbage. Okay. Uh, we we know where Brian thinks of Gordon Hayward. Um, I'm a Hayward fan. I, I like Hayward. I think he's been – I think he got screwed in Boston when he, when he broke his leg five minutes into his contract, and I don't think he was ever the same player until towards the end of this past year. Um. I think and he fleeced the Charlotte Hornets for a lot of money. Good for Charlotte. I mean, good for him. Bad <laughs> for Charlotte. You know, what was it? Second game, he fractures a fractures a finger. Yep. He's made of glass. He wasn't until he broke his leg. He was out in Utah and all that Mormon juice out oh. there helping him out. <laughs> the Mormons were out there mending him or something. <laughs> Mormon, Mormon, Mormon juice. Mormon juice. <laughs> Easy boy. Easy big fella. Oh my god, that's funny. That's that's good. That's a Mormon. t-shirt. Mormon juice. That's Jesus. a ripping the rack t-shirt. Oh my god. That's gonna be yelled out of the bowling alley sometime. By the way, did you see? Did you see my post tonight on Facebook? No. It's I. I'm, I I got really tired. I I have unfollowed so many people in the last like two months. People that I have been good long term friends with, like first time, I've, huh? <laughs> like I've known them for a long time, and it's just I finally I did that just, purge this summer. 
I find I can't take it anymore. It's if if all you're doing is posting false memes, and I don't care if it's right or left. I this is not a Donald Trump right or a Biden left or whatever. I I don't care. Do a little fucking homework before you post something. YouTube is not homework. Because honestly, what I started to do was I'd see a meme and I'd be like, interesting. Let's Google that. Oh, so they're full of shit. They're just not looking at it. Right. Again, right or left, I don't care. So if I, I just stopped. I, I just stopped. I stopped. You know, I, I put, you know, I, life is not one big conspiracy theory and the government is not out to get you. Like, I just finally I had enough. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to... Uh, Happier things because Christmas, Christmas movies. Christmas it's is in one, one week away. One week. One week. One Santa. I know him. I know him. So what is your favorite Christmas movie, Tim? I'm guessing your age group, probably Christmas story. You son of a uh I love Christmas story. I've never seen I got, it. But I got oh oh my god, you have to. I just can never I, get into it. It just doesn't. Ugh. So, I I love the movie. Um, I get tired of it because TBS plays it twenty four hours. Twenty four hours, and I'm just like, okay, I saw it once. That was enough. However, I'm gonna say Rotten Tomatoes had their list of the top sixty three Christmas movies mm-hmm. of all time. Yep. You mentioned Christmas Story. That was number 21 on their list. That's insane. We were talking about this earlier, and my favorite Christmas movie of all time is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is my favorite Christmas movie. It is. It has everything you need. It's quotable. It is, like, it's a good story. It's funny. It's... It's everything you want in a Christmas movie. We've all been Clark Griswold at some point in our Christmas lives. <laughs> oh, have. God. We, we have. And it's... Uh, hold on one sec. I'm at, keep going, because... And, you know, and it, it's just a classic. I remember it so well. That, and I think my other favorite is the animated uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I do like that. Um, That's like a tradition. The, the one with that... the one, the original one with Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're I, mean to one. me. To Mr. me, Grinch. Boris Boris Karloff will always be the Grinch. Yeah, because of his voice. You know, because of it, just it, it really. Yes, it's, it's Christmas. When you hear it's... it, you you think. So. I'm gonna. I, I gotta do this. I gotta give you my favorite all-time Christmas vacation quote. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know it word for word, so that's why I had to look it up. Because I say it and I post it on on Facebook quite a bit this time of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna reenact for a second. Hey, if any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me. I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss. 
right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, thickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed, sack-of-monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Sorry. It is classic. We've, we've, all, just, we've all felt that way. My favorite line from that movie is, you know, as is most people's, Merry Christmas, Clark. Yes. Shitter's full. Yeah. Uh, you surprised C.S. Clark? Oh, Eddie, oh. if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I would be more surprised than I am now. Uh, oh. Yes. Tell me some more. Tell me, tell me what other what, what uh, Christmas. I mean, Elf. Elf is one of my favorites. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Die Hard. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Let's talk Die Hard for a second, because... Um, I hate to do this, but I got to agree with you. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. It's a wonderful Christmas story of two lost lovers finding each other again at Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yes. It just happens to be set around Christmas. If Love Actually is a Christmas movie, then Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which Love Actually is a banger of a Christmas movie. And I Never seen. I don't even know what it's about. So good. It's one of those weird, like, mini stories that all kind of connect. There's a bunch of famous people in it, like Hugh Grant's in it, and Keira Knightley's in it, and uh, Andrew Lincoln is in it, and it's all just a bunch of connected stories, and it's really fun. What about about Bad Santa? Bad Santa's so good. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. (laughs) I... I do like I do like Bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton is Santa Claus. It's now something magical. I'm gonna ask you this one because I, I don't know if you've seen it. I my thinking is is that you've seen it because it, this would be a more modern one. This is the night before. I haven't actually. <gasps> Seth Rogen. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, I know, I know. And you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. I did see um, Holiday Party a I couple years it. ago. That was really, really good. You um, need to see The Night Before. I Now, I like Seth Rogen. Who doesn't? Seth Rogen is funny dude. And I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Also funny dude. You, you, this, to me, because it, it incorporates Hanukkah and Christmas. Oh, so it's a it's a double action movie there. Double action. Um, so Star Wars to me are Christmas movies because no, hear me out. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Star Wars, and USA, which we got on our cable package, and I watched wrestling on all the time. I'd always see, oh, they're doing Star Wars all weekend, all through the holidays with Star Wars, and I watch it so much that to me, it's a Christmas movie. They hey, all are. Um, do me do me a favor. Before, yeah. Before we start recording next time, could you lay off the crack pipe? What Star Wars? Star to me Wars is, is a Christmas movie to me. It, it, it reminds me of Christmas at my grandmother's and playing with my Star Wars toys that I got for Christmas. We I had a big Star Wars Christmas one year where I got all kinds of action figures and stuff. And yeah, 
Okay. Uh, Home Alone? Oh, 100% Home Alone. It's an absolute awesome movie. Um, Scrooged with Bill Never Murray. Seen it. Never seen Never it. Never seen okay. it. I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, uh, I, I've heard good things. I like Bill Murray. Maybe I'll watch it. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, so what about some of your classics? Um, and uh, these are frosty this... is frosty to me is my favorite of those type of movies. I like frosty. So I was thinking more along the lines of it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th street. Miracle on 34th street, but the newer one with Dylan McDermott and the little girl that played Matilda. Okay. I like that. Cause I like Dylan McDermott. I think he's a good actor. Okay. Um, Weird thing I, about actors, Edward Norton is my favorite actor, and I bet you didn't know that. I didn't, but I do yes. like Edward. I do like Edward Norton. Yeah, he is my I, favorite actor. I do like Edward Norton. Um, what about a Charlie Brown Christmas? And I asked this: Would you put this as a top ten Christmas movie of all time? Um, as a movie, no, but culturally, what it means. I mean, we all know Peanuts. Well, I guess not anymore, and that's kind of sad. To me, it's a classic Christmas movie. It's a top ten classic Christmas movie. You get a shitty little tree, and you have to feel bad for Charlie Brown, and then you feel good for Charlie Brown. <laughs> but I don't yep. even know if kids today know who Charlie Brown is. Um, I would hope they do. I, I, I would hope I know they Colin do. does. We watched Scooby Doo the other day. Edward Scissorhands. Would you consider that a Christmas movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would not, but that's just. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Oh, it's really um, good. It's really good. I I watched it like a couple months ago, actually. Okay. It's. Yeah, it's really really good. I'm, I'm a Tim Burton junkie, so. I like weird movies. So I I'm only I'm only asking because. Um, like Trading Places was on here, was on not the list a Christmas, Christmas movie, but a great movie, but not a Christmas movie. They say it's a Christmas movie because Dan Aykroyd, it is set around Christmas time. Dan Aykroyd does play Santa, drunk Santa. That's true. I mean, Elf is all time, probably. Gremlins? I mean, oh, I love me some Gremlins, but... I guess if if people are calling it a Christmas movie, then yeah, I mean, I'm all for Gremlins. I love Gremlins. Fucking Mogwai, Gizmo, little. Don't get wet. I'm just going on like like uh, again. Rotten Tomatoes list of top sixty three movies. They had Elf as number thirty two of all time. Way too low. That's way too low. Elf is amazing. I I love it. I love. I mean, it's a wonderful life. It's classic, but it's also depressing as shit. It is. It is. Uh, they had uh, Batman Returns. You know, that's a 35. Tim Burton movie, too. And that's a cool Batman. That's a Batman people forget about. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Danny DeVito's Penguin. Yeah, and Michael, Michael, uh, Michael Keaton was, was Batman. Oh, I'm yep. a Batman junkie, so Michael Keaton is one of my favorite Batman. And Christopher Walken was in that movie. Yeah, and is that the one Prince did the soundtrack for, or was that the I original so. Batman? No, no. Oh no, that was uh, 
Like eighty six Batman. Yeah, the Batman Returns was ninety two. Yeah, so I think it was eighty nine was Batman. Yeah. Probably Prince did do the music for that. Um they had uh the Muppet Christmas Carol. That is my favorite. Like Colin has watched that with me probably three or four times already this year. Like Gonzo and Rizzo and Michael Caine, you don't get better than Oh, so good. Okay. Some of my favorites. Uh the ref. Like Larry. I Never forgot seen. about I forgot about that, but I Here's would the, never I would never consider that as a Christmas movie. Mix nuts with Steve Martin. Okay. Adam Sandler's in that. That's a good movie. Martin so, Short's in it. Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. That's top fifteen, definitely. They got that as number forty-eight. Oh God, that's far too low. That's that's a classic. That's like my age group when like you, yeah, that's like yeah. that was your kid's Christmas movie right there, man. They, they had Frosty the Snowman at number fifty-one. Oh, now Home Alone to me is a classic Christmas movie. Yeah, you watch Home Alone every year. It's just something you do around they, this time. They got it at number fifty-two. Oh, Which I would consider Home yeah. Alone, and then Home Alone Two when he they went to New York. That was set at Christmas because they had Christmas at uh, the the Ritz, Trump Tower. Actually, well, no, it wasn't Trump Tower then. It was uh, I can't remember, but either well, Trump was in it though. It was anyway. He ain't gonna um, be in the White House much longer. No, no, that's the other big news. Uh, congratulations to Joseph R. Biden, 46. number 40, 46 president. Um, again, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Well, I'm a registered Republican, but I'm really a conservative. I'm a conservative independent is what I am. Um, I would follow I, along that line, I believe. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've got some what I would call uh, liberal tendencies. Um, healthcare, I, I fall more on the liberal side. I believe in nationalized healthcare. Um, I, I do. I I believe that we shouldn't go broke with healthcare. Um, healthcare is a right, not not a gift. You know what I mean? The birth of my child should not have cost more than my house, and it did. I shouldn't have had to file bankruptcy because I was seventy thousand dollars in debt because of uh, because of um, medical expenses. Exactly. Six, six or seventy, whatever it was. Using your it, it was years ago. Literally, my my credit card debt at the time was under two thousand dollars. And it made health just breathing down your neck. Yep. Yeah. It makes me sad, but it is what it is. Uh, so no, I, I have some liberal tendencies. Again, I am a firm believer that so I had this conversation, well, and we'll wrap this up soon because we've kind of gone a little over what we normally would. But uh, um, thank you, by the way, for for leaving the charge on Christmas movies. No um, problem. Again, I I know I tend to hog the airwaves sometimes. I'm a talker, always have been. Um, it's tough to get me to shut up sometimes. So, diarrhea of the mouth. Diarrhea. Um. Where was I going with this? Oh, 
so I, I had this conversation with someone and uh, I'm not going to name names. I won't even give guesses or hints or whatever on who, who I was talking to. Uh, it was not a family member is all I will say. Um, they are diehard. America all the way. America, America, America. It's great. I am. I, I am a, have, I have a lot of patriotism towards the country I live in. Always have. Bleed red, white, and blue. Always have, always will. But when you look to our friends in the north, or you look to our friends across the seas, and you realize a couple of things is the United States is the only one that has a for-profit medical system. Every other in every other what I would call industrialized nation in the world has a national health care of some mm-hmm. sort or another. The standard of, standard of living, the United States, the last I saw was something in like the 25th to 30th standard of living in the world. Yet we claim to be the biggest and the best in everything. Okay? We are not the greatest country in the world. How is it that if you look at our, if you look at some of our European friends that pay upwards of 55% of their wages go to taxes. Yet they have more money, more expendable money. They get a minimum of six plus weeks of paid vacation a year. They get a minimum of a year maternity or paternity leave. Sometimes both. They just have they to get, alternate. They get free health care. And when I say free, meaning I know it's paid somewhere. Yes, it's paid in higher taxes. But guess what? You go to the doctors, you don't have to pay anything. You don't pay. If, if I needed surgery to correct a heart defect, I'm not spending $250,000 to get it fixed. So you it's, can live. It's getting fixed. So free health care. And the big one that I had the conversation was free education. I am a fan. And the older I get, the more I become a fan of free education for our children. And our children's children and our children's children's children. And if you don't want that for your kids, I don't know what to say to you because I want the best for them. And that bullshit of, oh, I paid my student loans off. No one should get, a, get theirs canceled. Get it's over like it. telling somebody, you shouldn't be hungry because I already ate. You go fuck yourself on that one. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't afford yeah. to go to college. I wanted to. I got accepted to several colleges. But I couldn't afford it. So I didn't go. And it's hurt me because I have not had some jobs that I was highly qualified for because my name was not on a piece of paper that said I had a bachelor's degree. But I had 15 plus years experience in that field. It's the so, most expensive piece of paper you're ever going to own. But if it's if you do it right, it opens doors for you. 
it opens doors for a lifetime of of whatever you're looking for. And I don't care if it's a two-year industrial arts degree. That, to me, counts. Trade. Learn trade a schools. trade. Learn trade. a trade oh anyway. Oh, my God. If, if, if I, I wished I'd have listened to people, and I wished I'd have learned to trade. I like to say these are office hands. I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to trying to these, build stuff. These can build shit and change breaks. And... I know, and I appreciate that. Um, so, yes, I am willing to pay higher taxes for nationalized health care and free education for my kids or anyone that wants to go to school. U.S. citizen. I'm not saying anyone. I'm not saying that you know, someone from Argentina can come here and go to medical school. Sorry, you got to pay for that. Or you got to pay your fair share. Or become so, a citizen. Or become a citizen. I don't know. That's just, that's, I know I kind of went off, off tangent there. Um, you know, I, I, that's I, could, good, homie. I, I don't know. I, there's, there's more. The older I get, the more I, I struggle with people that can't empathize for, for other people, other people's situations. Um, yeah, I got no room for those people I, in I my mean, life anymore. I mean, I'm still friends. Uh, I'll be friends. You know, I, I, I know I, I, you know, I'm going to be 50 years old this coming year. Um, got a lot of time to think being on the road driving a vehicle by myself. Um, sometimes that's the worst thing. Sometimes it's the best thing. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Just my my three cents worth. I agree with you. I have very little room in my bubble, especially when my bubble is now smaller because of this stupid virus. Mm -hmm. I have very, very little room for negativity in my bubble. And the virus is, uh, uh, it's real, folks. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's uh, getting more real, especially here in Maine, um, as we just hit numbers that we've never hit before. Uh, and more close to home, um, the bowling community. Uh, yeah. You know, thankfully or hopefully no one gets too sick from this um you know i know it affects people differently some people don't get very sick at all from it some people don't even know they have it some i get people it feel like they got hit by a truck some people feel like they got run over by a truck um and frankly uh i just had someone that i went to school with found out uh, i'm not gonna say a friend uh, we were friendly in high school but again i haven't talked to this person in 30 years um just found out that he was in the hospital for nine days on a ventilator because of this. Um, release. I think he's home now. I think I saw some a friend of mine post on on Facebook that you know he's he's recovering uh, off a ventilator and has has been released and is now home. Um, so those of you that think this virus is uh, not real or not as dangerous. Um, Go talk to someone that's had a loved one die. Yeah. Go, go. It's real. Wear go a mask. Talk, yeah. Go, go talk to, uh, I, I could probably get you a list of people that have been run over by a truck by this. 
Yeah, it's real. Wear a mask. <laughs> Keep your distance, even if you do bowl. Like tonight, you're, when I bowl, you know, I wear my mask the whole time. I'm not saying you have to, but I socially distance as much as possible. It sucks, but I get to bowl, and I get to be as safe as I can be. And still be able to be around some friends. Yeah. In a socially distance, um, safe manner. Yep. So. so wear your masks and be nice to each other. And let's get through the fucking new year so we can get jabbed in the arm twice and <laughs> quasi go back to normal. It would be nice to get there. Yeah. All right. You have uh, uh, you have yourself a great Friday, Brian. You too, and, Tim. Uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Have, and have when fun. all this is over, we can do this live again. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun. But but if we do it live, we got to get a good camera now because we've, we've been recording it now that now we have to keep recording it. Yep, we do. So, All right. Stay safe, everybody. Appreciate you listening. As usual, Ripping the Rack podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Ripping the Rack podcast. Find us on YouTube at Ripping the Rack podcast. And where else, Bri? Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you consume your podcast media. Cool. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Be safe. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.